0: I want to talk to you in this podcast about a thing I call the statue version of history. And by the way, I'm traveling in some unusual circumstances, and so forgive me if the sound is just a little bit rougher in this podcast, but I I want to talk to you about this statue version of history. This is a phrase that I've made up because I see controversy regarding this very concept going on around us. It really is a, a concept of human nature that's in discussion, but it's affecting us every day, and I think it's important to talk about it the statue version of history is the version of history that many of us learned in our early days in school it was the idea that certain people fell from the womb destined for greatness they lived charmed lives they did great things uh, you know you get the impression that they never had a, a difficult day other than in the thing they're famous for and uh, and then they died and of course and now we know them mainly in valiant statues that adorn uh, parks and public buildings and what have you what's omitted in this this view of these great people uh, are their flaws, are the things they did wrong, are where they lived in uh, and beneath themselves, beneath their own standards, beneath their own vision. And 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 this, for me as a Christian, is a pretty simple thing to explain. As a Christian, I believe that all men are flawed, that all men are, have, are sinners, uh, that all men and all women have mixture in their lives. They're a mixture of greatness and what Lincoln, you know, to reverse Lincoln I would have called the lesser angels of our nature, <laughs> the lesser aspects of our personality. But even if you're not a Christian, even if you don't accept the the fall and the idea of sin, history just teaches us that everyone is flawed. Uh, everyone is down. Well, the the statue version of history sets us up for disillusionment because we we learn about people in school. We may read about them on our own. We then uh, get to our older age. We start finding out that they were flawed and damaged. We're horrified by this. We're shocked. Uh, We're disillusioned, and we distance ourselves from them. And what happens? Uh, we, we become disillusioned. We become cynical. Uh, we, we, we somehow become saddened that these heroes aren't the people we thought that they would be. Well, th- this is, this is, this is a setup, I think. And it's going on around us a great deal as we contemplate statues, as we contemplate who we ought to have on our campuses and statue form, how we ought to teach history and so on. Because the reality is that everyone is flawed everyone is a mixture you know in my case for example other than Jesus Christ whom I revere and I believe to be to have been sinless um, I, I revere Winston Churchill well I'm not deceived into believing that he was perfect Winston Churchill was deeply flawed he was a manic depressive he almost committed suicide a number of times in his life um, he was not beyond sacrificing some human life uh, for a higher good uh, he often and made bad decisions he was impetuous he was rude I, I mean i none of that's lost on me as i also honor him for the for the vision that he had and the speeches that he made and the way he rallied the west in world war II and 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 the the common ground i find for him and uh, with him in some areas of his life doesn't mean he can't be my hero. And not for one moment have I been deceived into believing that he was perfect or confused him with Jesus. Um, Another person I deeply revere is Abraham Lincoln. Um, But I'm not deceived about Lincoln. Yes, he led the Union and battling slavery. And and, and yes, he signed the Emancipation Proclamation. And and, and yes, he did other noble things. But he also violated the law. He invaded state legislatures. He was a racist throughout much of his life. He too was manic depressive. He too almost committed suicide. I don't need an ideal statue Lincoln to revere him and honor him and to learn from him. And so what's going on in our society today is that kind of in an adolescent way, we're sort of waking up to the idea that leaders can be flawed. Uh, For example, there's a major university right now that is considering removing a statue of Abraham Lincoln from its campus. Why? Because he was quote unquote pro-slavery. Well, yeah, Lincoln said at one point, "If I can save the Union by keeping slavery, I'll do it." My goal is to save the Union. Well, he was a man of his times. Uh, he was trying to preserve the Union. Uh, yes, as I've already said, we we know that he had uh, racist attitudes early in his life, typical uh, of his day. He changed in those later in his life. I mean, this is the man who helped to defeat slavery and then drive it from our land as an institution. This is a man who. Uh, Uh, did a great deal for for black troops. And this is a man who signed the Emancipation Proclamation. And yet there's a university campus considering removing a statue of Lincoln from their campus because Lincoln was, quote unquote, pro-slavery. No, Abraham Lincoln was mixed. Abraham Lincoln was flawed. Abraham Lincoln wasn't perfect. His generation wasn't perfect. And I got to tell you that this is really uh, looking, uh, what, the, what this really is rooted in is a concept of human nature. We expect people, especially people from the past, to be perfect, to be without flaws. Now, I'm not saying this to justify anyone. You can still confront people on their flaws. You can still be disappointed in the flaws of your leaders, uh, religious leaders, political leaders. Uh, I speak very bluntly to many uh, eminent leaders worldwide because they ask me to. And, and I, even though I might be inspired by them, even though they might have done great things in some areas. Sometimes they're deeply flawed. Sometimes they're great when it comes to dealing with the poor in their society and terrible with their sons and their daughters. Uh, Sometimes they're great in certain public policy, foreign policy issues, and and sometimes they're absolutely atrocious when it comes to the economy. Uh, Sometimes they're fine people on television and complete irritating baboons uh, off camera and treating everybody miserably and being rude. Uh, life is mixture. People are mixture. Human nature is a mixture. And so what's happening today is that it seems as though we're suddenly awakening to the fact that people can be mixed. And I, I want to suggest to you that if you give yourself to a statue version of history, um, you are going to be set up for disillusionment. You are going to be set up for despair. You're going to be set up for a kind of a cynicism that, that will ruin your life. Listen, everyone who's ever walked the earth, in my view as a Christian, other than Jesus Christ, uh, is a flawed person. They were always mixture. I got to tell you, I don't think most human beings have the ability to walk a consistent line. For example, I believe that all people are made the image of God, should be shown love, should be treated kindly, um, and that I should be generous and gracious and and, and bless them, to use uh, the, the scriptural language. Well, I have not always done that. I haven't even always done that since I was a Christian. I'm flawed. I'm sure I'm rude at times. I, I, I'm i I'm sure I'm impatient. Um, I, I know I fall short of, of that standard. Uh, and I... And I and I admit it openly. I'm not celebrating it. I'm sorry about it. I try to address it wherever I can. But if someone judges me uh, in this life or when I'm gone, according to whether I was polite to everybody I've ever known, (laughs) I'm going to be consigned to the pit of history with Hitler and Idi Amin because, yes, I fell short. And yet, for for the most part, day in, day out, I try to live my life um, uh, to, to do good in the world. I mean, that really is what I'm committed to. That really is what I'm about. Um, but oh gosh yes I fall short. Oh gosh yes I I'm I, I'm I'm a mixture. So I, I strongly suggest that we attempt in our teaching of history, in our beliefs about history, uh, and even in our own hearts as we attach to certain people in history, that we work very hard to avoid the statue version of history. Now, I love statuary, and I love statuary that honors those in the past. What I'm not doing is saying, tear down all the statues. I'm saying, devote our statues devote our honor, devote um, the positive that we teach in history courses, to certain aspects of, of the person's life. Uh, as I sit here in, in, in where I am, I just happen to be looking at a picture of my father, who was a, an eminent military officer, and. Um, uh, you know I've, t- I've talked about my father a lot in various podcasts. Uh, my father was a war hero uh, he was decorated um, he did amazingly courageous things. He had a storied career. He was a fine man. He was by his own admission, a mediocre father. So I have a choice in my life with him. Do I remember the good man? Do I remember the man who was home every evening and you know there for dinner at six o'clock every single evening, and was generous with us at Christmas, and 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 teased and joked with his sons by poking them in the ribs and wrestling with them a little bit, and loved them? Or, or do I expect him to be father knows best? Uh, you know, compare him to perfect TV fathers and find him flawed, and therefore live my life in bitterness and cynicism? You understand the idea. He was a good man. He did the best he could do. I should light my torch from the good side of him, recognize his weakness, and try to extend the one and rise above the other, but not hate him because he wasn't perfect. And that's pretty much what we've done. I certainly understand why a black community would not want a statue in the middle of it of Nathan Bedford Forrest, who was the founder of the Ku Klux Klan. I'm not opposed to those kinds of changes, and that's up to community standards. But I got to tell you, for any university in this country to be tearing down a statue of Lincoln because he was uh, pro-slavery is just stupid. And it misses the point. Uh, generations of students can light their torch at Lincoln's flame on that campus in many wonderful and amazing ways. But the fact that the man, at least for one part of his life, may have been willing to retain slavery to save the Union when ultimately he risked the whole of that Union for the sake of the moral truth of, of, of the immorality of slavery is to, to to deny that distinction, to not understand the, the lesson of history that his own life teaches um, is just folly. And I wonder what's going on, on the in the history department of this university. I wonder that that version of history prevails. We got to settle down here a little bit. We got to stop being so self-righteous. I don't think I'm perfect. I don't think my father was perfect. And though I'm not looking at an audience right now, I don't think you're perfect. <laughs> and And I can celebrate great things about your life if I know you and and not believe uh that you're perfect and not be disillusioned one day if I find out that you're not perfect. Broken people are what populate the earth broken divorced people, people who have had bankruptcies, people who have failed, people who have had failed marriages. I mean, that's what's walking the earth. And if what you insist upon is that your hero's past or the people you honor and are willing to associate with present are, are, are people without flaws, you'll either have to live on an island by yourself or you will live your life in perpetual disillusionment. It's time for us to get a little bit more sophisticated. It's time for us to grow up. We can honor elements of people's lives past um, that are that are the greatness of them and not be dis, you know fobbed off or not be disillusioned by the fact that they had flaws uh that there were things wrong with them and some of them were desperate i mean i mean we all probably if i say the name helen keller we probably are all amazed that this deaf blind woman uh could accomplish the things that she did but i tell you what there's a dark side to her life too um and and you know what uh, does that mean we can't honor her no of course not this is the way it is with everybody in history. It's why some historians make a career out of saying, oh, you honor this guy, and you have a statue of him at, at your and your, as your national capital, but let me tell you the dark side. There are always historians willing to tell you the dark side. Well, for heaven's sakes, that's assumed. So we're going to be cynical people. We're going to be angry people if we are constantly expecting people present and past to be perfect, and we're constantly running into the disappointments. Let's grow up Let's relax a little bit. Let's realize everybody's flawed. Let's realize that we are, our goal in life is to encourage the good and to check the negative. Uh, our founding fathers understood that. That's why they have the checks and balances in our government that they do. And let's stop being so snot-nosed legalistic. It's time to settle in. It's try, time to challenge people about their negatives, celebrate their positives, and stop expecting people to be perfect or chucking them out of our lives out of the history books off the university campuses and out of our national memory that's going to be a very lonely place to live if we insist only on a pristine history and a pristine human nature. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times best-selling author, a popular speaker